Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the only Australian podcast that's ever existed. It's oldie but a goodie. The only single Australians left alive in the nuclear apocalypse, the Mad Max world that is Australia, is me, the Zachinator, and my co-host, the Sandodo. How you doing, Sandodo? Oh, g'day there. Pretty good. I just squashed my hundredth spider of the day. I was oh, trying to yeah. bite me neck and I went, nah, mate. And I squashed it Oof. with my middle finger. Fuck yeah, mate. That's that's absolutely gangster, mate. Yeah. That's fucking far out, mate. Today we'll be reviewing an Australian movie. We only review Australian movies. Yeah, we, I was about to say would not come to a surprise to anyone because we only do Australian movies, seeing as we are stuck in Australia and uh, it's the post-apocalyptic wasteland and we can only find tapes of old-ass movies. From 1984. Yeah, that's right. And this is probably one of the only ones as well. There's yeah, barely any Australian movies that came out in exactly that year. Exactly. Uh, but one of them was this movie, Razorback. Oh. Which is about the worst thing in existence. I was going to say Razorback. Razorback sounds like a good old night down at the pub with with the old Mrs. Amorai. <laughs> no, not at all. That's <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, Razorback. That's right. I thought I thought it'd be a type of trimmer, you know, that you use for your back. <laughs> oh, well, you don't need a trimmer, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, you got you got me good, Sando. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bush in the outback, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Australia. <laughs> this is a long intro. Hey, this is Australian intro for an Australian yeah. movie called Razorback. I'm Zach, that's Sandro. Welcome to Only But Goody, the show where we review movies. It's a good time. Uh, if you're joining us uh, on this episode, I hope you listened up to this point. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, boy. We're reviewing a movie. It's called Razorback. It's an Australian movie. It was pretty fun. It was very Australian. Good movie. Did you like the movie? Oh, bloody truth. I love this movie, mate. <laughs> as, a, as a true Aussie Australian, yeah. this movie was fucking hilarious. Why are you going like Cockney? I don't, I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. My Australian accent's just slowly fading away. You got like Northern England there for a second. <laughs> Bloody street. Aww. It's a true Australian thing. When I'm drinking alcohol, I go, I go, European. It's a true blue grouse Australian adventure. This movie. Oh yeah, this movie was grouse. And if you don't like it, go away, grouse. But no, no seriously, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was alright. This was an okay monster movie. 
with a lot of Australian accents, yeah. and I just want to know more about this world that it takes place in, because this place is crazy. <laughs> it's great. It's Mad Max. It's literally like just Mad Max, it but is. it was Australia. With that all being said, your other two options this week... Oh, wait, there was only one, and it was called The Killing Field, a movie that critics love about a journalist who covers the Colombian Civil War. Definitely a better movie, but uh, you picked this one. And I'm glad I did. Honestly, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. It, it's very, it's very bad, good sort oh, of thing. Yeah. Oh, and the other option uh, was a private function with the Monty Python guy in its comedy, uh, which looks pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. This was the better one. Absolutely, mate. It's in yeah, it's in that category of like bad movies, but they know they're bad and low budget, so they're just like let's have fun, and that's good. Yeah. I'm glad this movie wasn't trying to take itself seriously. And you know what? It had some twists and turns that I was personally not expecting, no. which I did not expect to not expect things. I liked how there wasn't a main character for the first half hour of the movie. Everyone kept dying, and I was like, who am I meant to follow? I I was surprised. I, I was like, no, but I thought it linked up well. It like, did. They didn't just jump to a different character. They introduced the characters, and then, like, halfway through, they got killed off. And I yeah. was like, oh, damn. Like, the first lady, I was not expecting her to die. <laughs> no. Oh, also spoilers. Uh, but yeah, the spoilers for this movie. Go watch this movie. Sure. If you like campy horror movies. If you can find it. If, if you manage to get a copy of it, it's really good. It's very fun. It's very enjoyable. It's very funny. I was laughing a lot during this movie. Oh, yeah. It seems possibly I shouldn't have. It's basically a comedy for the entirety, mm. which I think is which I think is good. It's also fun. Laughter a... and horror go hand in hand. It's a good time. Crack a couple tinnies. Get a sink a couple tinnies. Awesome stubbies. Yeah, awesome stubbies. Get some stubbies. That's what I'm drinking right now. Got me some great northern stubbies. Oh, great northern. Oh, yeah. That's the worst one. I mean, yes, but someone bought it for me at work. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Good on you, that person. Cheers, fella. Uh, so this movie was released November 2nd. It is. And I'm actually kind of amazed that I'm saying this in relation to this movie. It's based off a novel of the same name by Peter Brennan. Now, a book about this yeah no i i I could see that i'm looking now and it it doesn't seem like people really like the book the book's got pretty negative reviews all around that's weird how this movie would be made if the book's not that good i mean australia will make anything really oh yeah that's true we are weak little baby people um, and it actually shocked me how much this costs, which we'll get to in a second. But before I get to that, this is directed by a guy called Russell Mulcahy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an Australian film director, and he's done he's done some movies. Oh yeah, like what? Please do tell me. Like our favorite movie of all time, The Scorpion King Two: Rise of a Warrior. <laughs> I was not expecting that. But a big oof. Uh, he also did one of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, man. His career has not had a lot of good ones. Um, he has done Highlander, though, which is a pretty funny sword and sorcery-esque movie. Wait, no. The Highlander? Yeah, The Highlander in the Scottish Highlands with Sean Connery. Yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. I mean, it, it's fun. What do you mean, Highlander's, Highlander's a great movie? It's a great time. I love Highlander. I love Razorback. They're a good time. There can only be one. There can only be one, except there's like ten of those movies. Yeah, well, mm, they weren't talking about the movies, were they? <laughs> they weren't <laughs> talking about the movies. There can be twenty. 
So yeah, he's done quite a few movies. I just I just like that he's done Scorpion King 2 Rise of Warrior. Yeah, no, that's very funny. And also a big oof, because that's a butt of a lot of my jokes. So, uh, sorry, man. CGI just... You just shouldn't. Unless it's going to be really good, don't. Just use practical effects. Mm. Like this movie, which was really good in its practical effects. Yep, at times. <laughs> I personally liked how... There was some sequences where the pig was walking around, but it was just a giant, like, puppet on a car <laughs> that was driving past. Yeah. It wasn't moving. It was great. It was very funny. Well, when I say that, it, it would have been worse if it was CGI. Probably, yeah. So for the cast, as you can imagine, most of these cast members haven't really done too much, so... Jake Cullen, who is the old guy, he's played by Bill Kerr, who's just done Australian and British TV. He's also a comedian, so that's pretty much all he's done. I think you could tell that he was a comedian because he was definitely having fun Mm. throwing in jokes and stuff. (laughs) He had probably my favourite quote in the entire movie, and also he was great. I liked him. I was so saddened when his uh, spoiler alert, grandson died. (laughs) That scene. Um, and he, as, we'll get to it, but the opening sequence is hilarious. It's amazing. It really sets the tone <laughs> for the entire movie. Uh, there's one American in this movie. That is Gregory Harrison, who plays Carl Winters, was, I guess, the main character for most of the film. Um, he was in uh, Logan's Run. I thought he was good. He's good in this. He's good. I like the way it does sort of jump around. So you sort of had three main characters. Yep. The old guy, the uh, lady, and the guy. And the guy sort of replaces the lady later on, because, spoiler alert, I've already said it, you have. she dies. She does. So it really it, follow, it follows the same narrative, which is quite good, and it introduces all the characters before we get into the, like, following them as main characters, which is good. Yeah. Like, they introduce the guy and the lady at the same time. Yep. Then we leave, but he comes back. Yeah. Which was a really cool way of doing that. I actually liked that quite a lot. It was. It was very well done, yeah. It was smart. Uh, Speaking of her, she is played by an Australian. uh, Judy Morris, yeah, plays Beth Winters. She is the co-director of Happy Feet. That's what she went on to do. Wow. So good on her. My God, these people really went on to do just like, just shot in different directions, didn't they? Yep. It was a crossroad somewhere here, and honestly, I feel <laughs> that their talents went to great use. The director went one way, the actors went another way. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then finally, Arky Whiteley plays Sarah Cameron. She was in Mad Max 2 um, a couple years before this. So I mean, yeah, you could tell this was very Mad Max sort of... <laughs> inspired. You think? <laughs> yeah. The vehicles were literally like... I, they they went to the Mad Max set and was like, can we borrow these vehicles? We're doing an Australian shoot. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for the reception, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, audience score of 48. To be fair, there's like eight critic scores. Yeah, there's not many. And like 3,000 view scores, which to be fair is a lot more than I thought there would be. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely interested if anyone like outside of Australia remembers this movie because in australia i think a lot of people still like know about it and still talk about it 
Um, I mentioned it to a couple people and they were like, like, you know, people who were alive during the 80s and they were like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. That was a pretty grouse movie. It was pretty, it was pretty good. <laughs> oh, straight, mate. Oh, well, that's good to hear. It's definitely good to hear, considering this cost $5.5 million. Yeah. Very expensive. Well, that is surprisingly expensive. There was a lot of good effects, though, so I, that I was impressed by. Like, they had to build a lot of things, I presume, for this. Like, for all the practical effects and, like, that whole facility. Yeah. The pet park. I love that. That was, that was great. It's like, ah, ha, ha. It's called the pet park. Ha, ha. Because cause they're bringing over things to get murdered and slaughtered and... <laughs> packaged and delivered that was good that was good um but that facility that whole facility was like i think they would have to make that because then it breaks down for the finale it's awesome yeah that, that that is true it makes sense that it costs quite a bit what do you think it made in australia i'm really hoping 10 mil it's australia i'm really uh, 11 i'm gonna put 11 again this is the australian box office 7.5 no. 6.5? I'm just going to tell you, um, $800,000. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay because guess what it made in America? Oh. Yeah. Oh, in America. It got it got a release there. Yeah, yeah. So, look, 800,000 in Australia, not great. But what's the American number? What's the American number? 6,800. Uh, 150,000. 150,000. This made $950,000. <laughs> Oh, oh 5.5 million. Ooh. Barely scraping a mill. Ooh. Uh, now it is Australian, and majority of Australian productions don't make their money back because it's all like grants and stuff from the government, but that still hurts. That's yikers. Do they not have like much advertising or something for it? I don't know. Like, if you heard, no, actually, we're a special case. I was going to say, if you heard, hey, an Australian movie's getting made about a killer pig, would you go see it? Yes, we would go see it. <laughs> we both would definitely go see it. But the majority of Australians, I think, would be like, uh, no. Nah, we're too busy drinking and shooting balls out back. Exactly. Don't go see no fucking movies. All right, let's talk about the movie, though. Let's, let's just jump into it. Oh, I really love this intro so much. All right. This is Sandro. Yeah, mate. You're in the Australian outback. That's right. There's nothing around you for miles. Just a couple of gnarled trees on a dusty desert. Oh, it's drier than a dry billabong. Oh, yeah, and they're the driest things in the universe. It's so dry, those dry billabongs. Could light a fire in them. That's pretty dry. <laughs> it's so dry. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a... But you got your shed. Your shed that you call a house. Good old tin roof. Yeah, I call it my shag station. <laughs> you shouldn't. Your grandson's here at the moment. Yeah. So we don't call it that when he's here. Yeah, can you not, though? When he's gone, though. Yeah, when he's gone. All right, that's that's better, you know, because that's not appropriate for young audiences. Um, anyway, you're in the middle of nowhere in your, your tin shed, your, yep. your tin roof. You know, it's great when it rains. Yeah. It's a good time. Sounds like hot cats on the tin roof. It's a movie. I saw it once on TV. Was it any good? I can't remember. I was drunk, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way of it, mate. I was drinking VB. <laughs> All right. So, so you, uh... So you 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 your tin shed, but the sun's going down. You got your nice sun sunset shot. Yep. You know, uh, sun's going down, so it's time to put the old grandson to bed because, as previously mentioned, he's here. Well, I'll look to the sun. I'll say goodbye, cunt. He's off, dickhead. So you can't. 
and go to the grandson and be like, good day, mate. I'm like, good night. It's time for you to go to bed. And he's like, oh, piss off, cunt. I don't want to go to fucking bed. <laughs> well, I'll be like, here, here, grandson. Have a little bit of whiskey. I'll put some whiskey in the kid's mouth. Kid's off. <laughs> the kid's like, oh, fucking whiskey, mate. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that ain't working for you. That ain't working. All right, here's some mushrooms I got from out in the bush. Mushrooms? They stop. <laughs> and your kid's out. Your kid's out for the count. Perfect. You know? I think I killed my kid. I think I killed my kid with some bush mushrooms. Oh, just you wait, mate. Um, so you put... <laughs> you put... You put... You put... You to bed. You put... <laughs> And once you put your grandson <laughs> to death, um, you hear some sounds. Oh, no. Sounds from outside. It's the one thing you feared. Oh, my wife. <laughs> nah, don't worry about her, mate. She's fucking dead, mate. Yeah. She fucking can't it, mate. You know why? Why? Because you got ate by the Razorback. The Razorback. The Razorback, because we see a dramatic photo of you and your wife and your child, and and not your grandsons, not in that, cause, cause, but you got your child, because yeah. your wife got eaten by the monster pig. Oh. The Razorback. And now it's back. And now it's back. So what? what's your first reaction when you hear the sound of the pig? Oh, I'm going to stare at it for a couple seconds. Well, first you got to get your gun, mate. No, I'll wait. Wait. Now I'll go get my gun. <laughs> all right, all right. I had to dramatically stare. Right, yeah. No, that is true. You did dramatically stare at, like, the wall and be like, it's the Razorback who also killed my wife and is going to try and kill me at this point. All right, I got my gun, which we have in Australia. We've got a lot of guns in Australia. Apparently. An awful lot. They're super easy to, to get your hands on here in Australia. I mean, back then, probably. Nowadays, there was like a gun store next to the noodle shop. There is a gun store next to my local noodle shop. That is correct. That is correct. That's a good time. We used to go down there, have a couple nudes, duels. Shoot a couple of nudes. <laughs> Eat a couple of guns. It was a good time. Yum. <laughs> Australians would call noodles nudes, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> no. We're Australian. Have you met anyone who's called noodles nudes before? I'm sure someone out there. I mean, I call nuggets nuggies. I call them nugs sometimes. Yes, but I also hate that. And I hate. Slurp them up Slurp up a couple of nudes (laughs) Go to your local bloke Give him a couple of nudes He'll appreciate it Um, So you head outside And you see him The big mighty mighty razorback Oh my The fucking legend Oh you've gone northern again Yeah that's what I fucking do mate The Australian accent's only good for saying mate It's true all right, so so you see the Razorback, he's chilling, he's being like, what the fuck? And then he just fucking rams himself into your fucking shed of a house. Okay, it, it doesn't just do that. You've got to fully explain the visual of this quite obviously stationary, not moving pig mm-hmm. being rammed towards a house like it's on some sort of remote control car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, mate. It's just this wild pig just fucking standing still and charging at the same time, ramming into your house. 
And you're like, oh, Struth, the baby. Oh, no, my little grandson. Razorback stole my baby. <laughs> that thing's full of whiskey and shrooms. The Razorback's going to have a wonderful time eating that. <laughs> Hang on, you... Yeah, okay, so the Razorback grabs the baby and then, I guess, rams to the other side of the house, setting mm-hmm. the place on fire. Mm. It's just an explosion. Don't you know that pigs are highly flammable, <laughs> Sandro? That's a well-known fact, mate. And then I'm what I'm going to do after that, I'm going to get down on my knees and I'm going to go, Bloody no! No! <laughs> Bloody stream! <laughs> it is actually the best intro to any film we've done this year. Yes. It is so, like, it tells you exactly what you're in for. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, this pig just rams through the house, sets it on fire, I presume because it hit a gas vein or something. <laughs> I guess, probably. Um, and uh, he goes outside and is like, No, my grandson! No! No! Um, and then uh, and then we get the opening font and the theme music and everything. It's pretty good. I yeah. like it. It's a, it's a good time. It was, it was great. It was some good font right there. Yeah. I appreciated it. We're introduced to the town of Gamala. Which cuts in with the best scene, which is a magpie going, Kah! Kah! <laughs> It's perfect. That's the only way you can cut to an Australian town, by showing a magpie just going fucking ape. Now, Gamala isn't an actual place, but it is filmed in Broken Hill, uh, which mm. is, you know, where a lot of classic Australian things are filmed. They said that Gamala was like, I think like Western Victoria? Oh, yeah. Or something? Did it? Did they actually say it at any point? I missed it completely. At some point they said it, yeah. I just thought it was vaguely in Australia somewhere. It says that they say it's meant to be, yeah, just like north of Sydney near the border. So it is basically where Broken Hill is in real life, is where this movie's set. I like the town, I like the folks. They're just a couple of blokes having a beer. Shooting up some di- uh, kangaroos, <laughs> razorbacks, you know. Yeah. It's a good time. The Dicko Brothers, this is the first time we see them. I called them the Dicko Brothers, even though one of them is called Dicko and the other one has another name. Uh, I just called them the Dicko Brothers because they're just a couple of dicks, <laughs> those two guys. They are complete ass wipes of the highest order. And boy, do you learn to dislike them. The laugh was pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awful. Yeah. It was terrifying. Oh. That was the scariest part of this movie was their laugh. It was it was just like a magpie's claws in a window. Oh fuck. Magpie beak in a window, you know what I mean? Yeah, the most annoying grating thing in the universe. We have Jake in court, um, because everyone's like, You probably killed your grandson and he's real sad and he's like, Nah, the, the razorback did it, mate. And then his daughter is like, I don't believe you, Daddy. That's not an Australian accent. That was... I don't believe you, Daddy. So we we have a scene of him after all this Razorback, you know, has gone through, murdered his grandson, where, you know, the town's tried him for uh, murder. And, of course, no one believes him, but they don't have a significant enough evidence to accuse him. Mm. So uh, his daughter thinks he murdered him. They talk about how pigs wouldn't have been strong enough to take a child away, but, like, a regular pig would be able to take a child, I think. Drag um, it, at least. Y- yeah. Yeah? 
Like a three-year-old or below, I feel. How old was the grandson? I, f- I thought the grandson was more like six or something, but that could just be my memory messing with me. But but he puts him to sleep. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. He kills him with uh, with magic mushrooms no, and whiskey. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I was getting <laughs> God damn it. Stop murdering your grandson, Sandro. <laughs> Fuck you, maniac. Yeah. Um, it's happened 13 times already. Yeah, look. <laughs> Keep doing you it. You should be tried. Far out. Uh, no, so what yeah. happens is, uh, so like, pigs would be strong, and a boar would be even stronger, like a wild boar. Yeah, like 100% a wild boar could pick up a kid and take it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know why, they're, they're very anti this old man, I felt bad for him, but luckily he doesn't get tried, because, you know. Yeah, so he gets discharged, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna find you, Razorback, and oh, I'm gonna kill you. So then we cut to uh, two years later, mm. uh, and we're in New York. It's actually just a set in Australia, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. They do a time jump. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's only two years. It feels like longer, but we've got New York. We, we're introduced to two characters. We're yep. introduced to, to Lady Beth. Investigator Dude, who has a name. Beth Winters. And Guy, who is... Husband of investigator dude. He's Quarrel. So she is a pro animal rights activist slash news presenter, and um, the station has asked her to go to Australia to investigate the slaughter of kangaroos at the town uh, that is that is famous for slaughtering kangaroos and selling them off as uh, as dog food. She goes to Kamala. She's just interviewing people. She interviews Jake, right? And he's like, kangaroos? I don't like killing kangaroos. I love killing razorbacks. Uh, Okay, no, no, no. I want to break down the scene, because these scenes are awesome. So they get to this dusty old shithole known as this town, and uh, there's just people hanging out in the local bar. As the true Aussies would. We do do that regularly. They go inside and everybody's like, oh, you should interview us. Nah, thank you. Fuck off. And so they're like, oh, these people are pretty hostile about the whole uh, trying to investigate their livelihoods and ruin them. Uh, but then they see one of these cars, these Mad Max vans mm. that uh, people have hooks for uh, ruse and other things on drive by. And they're like, she's like, quick, get the camera, get the camera. So the cameraman's like, all right. And he skulls his drink. And I was like, well, that's a true Australian bloke. <laughs> yep. Before doing any work, he quickly skulls his beer. He does. Now, now that's, a, that's a true Australian bloke right there. I just wanted to point it out because that was, that was good. That was good. He gets the camera over there and uh, they're interviewing uh, good old Jake. Yep. He's like, oh. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go shooting around no kangaroos now. I'm shooting Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Because she's like, oh, why do you do that? Uh, and he's like, oh, there's something about blasting the <laughs> shit out of a Razorback that just brightens my whole day. Which is a great quote. Which is the best quote in the movie. It's very good. Yep. Uh, so she then follows a truck that is full of kangaroo corpses to a processing mm. plant called Pet Pack. Yep. And uh, and she's looking through the, the windows, trying to spy, see what's up in this building, where all of a sudden, Dicko comes out of a window and says, Oh, what's up your hole? <laughs> Get out of here. 
which is a great line. Never heard that one before. There were a lot of like very Australian like sayings in this movie that I haven't heard for so long. Yeah, that was a good one. What's up, your hull? I liked uh, when they're in the bar. Uh, and uh, she's trying to call uh, her husband, mm. but because the phones are old, they have to connect via things, and it's just not working. Meanwhile, good old Dicko Brothers throwing darts at next to her face. Yep, and she's like, "Oh yeah!" So she picks up the darts. All right, she grabs these darts and she walks past them, chucks them in his drink, <laughs> and you know what? Everyone laughs, and it's very realistic. It's good. That scene made me cringe with the fake laugh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is where Dicko is like, I'm going to kill her. So uh, she's driving late at night, and from behind her, a couple of drunk blokes are in a car behind her, and they're hooting and hollering. They're blasting bloody ACDC. They're listening to Triple M late at night. Oh, hell yeah. Now it's... All blokes. All bloke music. And a little bit of pink, because she's... Yeah, I like, I like pink. Pink's, pink's all right. Yeah, she's pink. She's... Oh, they drive her off the road. Oh, and she's yeah. like, oh, no, they drive me off the road. And then they're like, oh, we got ya. And they start being a little bit creepy. Yeah, no, no, a lot creepy. What do you mean a little bit creepy? E- extremely creepy. <laughs> and then, from out in the bush... We hear a bit of a walloping. We hear a bit of a, a grunting. Like there's a big old beast coming. <laughs> then he better pull out. And it, it attacks. <laughs> it attacks <laughs> their car. And they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. So they run. Yeah, so he smacks at the car. And I was like, ha ha, saved by the boar. Ha ha. I wrote that down in my notes. Wow. I was like, yay, saved by the horror movie thing. And then Beth is like, I'm going to get in my car. Then the pig attacks her. And she's screaming. And the pig is also kind of screaming. And then I I wrote down, Never mind, Jesus Christ, she was not saved. Those are those two lines next to each other. I wrote, Saved by the boar. And then, Never mind, Jesus Christ, she was not saved. definitely not saved. (laughs) We see her being eaten alive by this boar. And this was, I was like, wow. It is, it, that, I was not expecting that. I no. was expecting her to follow her for most of the movie. But no, she gets murdered here, eaten by the boar. She does. Yeah, I was like, is she going to, you know, crawl away, have to get like a wooden leg or something? But no, nah, she's just straight up dead. She's dead. Yeah, that was crazy. It's like half an hour in the movie, kill the main character. What's going on? Yeah, it's very, it's very brutal. And I was like, damn, I was not expecting it mm. to be this brutal. Even later on, it does the same thing. And I was still not expecting it. Yeah. It's just way more brutal than I thought it would be. We then cut to the following morning and Jake is looking at this trashed car and he says, Oh, he's back. An old friend is back. Oh, I love that. He's he's investigating and he finds like hoof prints and other things of these large hoof prints and he's like, he's back. And then, uh, and then we see Carl, the husband, he's coming to Australia. Uh, and, and I was like, oh... This is the new main character. Wow, that was a very good way of doing it, where you got, like, the main character, but then they die, who's going to be the next main character? Yeah. It's the the, the husband that we saw earlier. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was very clever. It's very good filmmaking or bookmaking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just writing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he comes to Gamala, and he's he's looking for a room, very easily rents a room, and um, just leaves his bag with this guy while he borrows 
the the motel owner's car. Just yeah. get on that guy. I, I I was like, what? This is some this is quality, nice Aussie uh, hospitality. Yeah. I liked how he shaved on the bus. You know, we saw a scene where he shaved on the bus, and I was like, yep. So that's how we know that he's going to be clean shaven for the rest of the entire movie. He shaved on the bus. But I will note. He was clean shaving at the end of the movie, oh. and I knew I knew he was going to be like that because that he was shown to have a portable razor. Yeah. So for the rest of the movie, he was shaving, and we know that because we had a scene just then that showed us that. I didn't notice because it doesn't matter, <laughs> but I'm glad that you did. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he runs into again. I'm just going to call them the Dicko brothers, even though one yeah, of them. Yeah, I wrote down. Oh, hey. These are the guys that tried to rape my wife. Nice. Let's hang out with them. Exactly. Yeah, he hangs out with them for a while because they're going to be like, we'll take you, we'll take you hunting. Your mum might find clues about what happened to your wife out in the bush. Um, mm. There's a great joke where they're in the car. They're all hanging out. Mm. They're taking Jake hunting. And so one of the brothers says to Jake, do you do hunting? Mm. And he says, yeah, we, we hunt deer in New York. Deer. Mm. And the guy's response is, sweetheart. Get it? <laughs> Dear. Oh, oh, no. That was so bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. God, that hurt. But to be fair, they are bad. They are terrible. But they have great hospitality because they take it back to their place and it's literally like a Mad Max shelter mm. in the ground. They have a literal bird hanging from the ceiling. And you know the one thing they're eating? They're eating bangers. They're offering him some good old bangers with some Australian hospitality, which, you know what, was pretty nice. Uh, and he's like, but what are bangers? Oh, they're, uh, <laughs> they're snags. Oh, what are snags? <laughs> yeah, no, this scene goes on forever because he just, like, doesn't say sausages for some <laughs> fucking reason. Like, just say fucking sausages, mate. It's Clearly he's American. It's Could have just said sausages, but he's like, nah, they're, 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 uh, they're snags. They bangers. Red rockets. No, that's a different thing, Sandra. That is not a that's not a sausage. <laughs> you don't eat those. Don't eat red rockets. <laughs> I mean you can if you want, it's your choice. No! Nope! No! Moving on. So yeah, they're very nice to him when when he's in their house. He has a nap in their place as well, which looked very uncomfortable. The place he slept in. I was like, that does not look like a nice place to Yeah, nap. it's literally just a, a- like an indent in the wall sort of thing of this cave. And we get... Look, I haven't had a line in a while. At the start of the year, there were quite a few uh, lines and, like, scenes that I was going to bring back. But, like, the further we got into the year, the less I cared about bringing them back, the more I was just like, these these quotes should stay in the past. But this one, I think, mm. is something that I'm going to bring back. Absolutely. And that is uh, when they go to wake him up, they say, Wakey, wakey, hands off your snakey. <laughs> I really think we should bring back. I'm bringing it back. Absolutely. Bring it back. Wakey, wakey, hands off your snakey. Do you want to hear all the stuff that I'm bringing back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to do them all in an Australian accent. Absolutely. Rotate out of here. (laughs) Oh, suck my sweet potato. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go shake the dew off my willy. (laughs) Well, lift my leg. Well, all right. I think this was from a film that we didn't do an episode on, but I watched it anyway. Jesus H. Casper the Ghost. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. 
that's all the ones I'm bringing back. But this is probably my favourite one. Wakey, wakey, hands off your snakey. <laughs> wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. It's terrible. <laughs> so Australian. <laughs> it's the most Australian. Thing. All the Americans listening right now are probably going like, wow, I, like from the sounds of the podcast up until this point, Australia seemed pretty normal. <laughs> now we're talking about an Australian movie and they're like, oh, no, nah, there's a pretty big difference here. Wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. Oh. Um, but yeah, I also had a quote here, which was because uh, uh, it's one of my favourite um, lines, mm. not, not not lines, but like sayings, mm. which is freeze the balls off a brass monkey. <laughs> Do you say that? Yeah. Which is a great phrase, which I need to remember. Um, that's what I want to not bring back, but use. Mm. Freeze the balls off a brass monkey. Oh, they say struth as well, which is super Australian. Yeah, that's very Australian. Uh, they they go night hunting after this. They go night hunting. Um, I've got questions about where they go hunting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, trees, uh, like barren mm-hmm. trees, probably dead trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of tree corpses in this mm-hmm. deserty area i also had a question i'm sure you're getting to it though uh in one of the trees it's just a car (laughs) it's just a car hanging in the tree (laughs) what happened yeah well it's well it's obvious you know it's a reference to um dirk gently uh the book series by the guy that wrote hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes dirk gently it's on netflix it's a really good show oh the tv show Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a reference to the TV show, which comes out uh, 30 years later. Yep. Okay. How so? (laughs) Time travel. That's it. Okay. I have no no explanation. I also wrote down in my things, I was like, why is there a car in the tree? (laughs) Did did a boar put it up there? Did the Razorback put it up there? Did someone crash their car up a tree? Is there a... I think there's a scene where the Razorback, like flings a giant hunk of metal or something so it yeah like it has it the strength yeah so that's my theory is that the razorback just put it there but um it was great aesthetic that's for sure it got me questioning so the, the two brothers they shoot a kangaroo mm. uh but they don't kill it because they wanted to uh to take it back so that they could butcher it yeah, yeah yeah and so um what they do which is does sound very inhumane mm. which is a bit unfortunate was you you shoot it leave it alive hook it up and then drag it back to the pet park but um obviously our friend who hasn't hunted in his life yeah and who's literally married to an animal activist yeah uh he doesn't like this so much no uh so he uh he uh throws up dicko's like oh man was that the stags mate coming back to fight you <laughs> he does say that uh, but then like oh yeah do you normally throw up when you're shooting deer <laughs> and then he's like no we shoot them to kill them we don't shoot them to to make sure they're still alive. Yep. And so he goes and he uh, he kills the kangaroo. And then the two brothers are like, oh, when I have none of that, you're staying here. We're leaving you behind. Yeah, because they're dickholes of people. Like, what the hell? He literally says, don't go walk about. You're in the middle of bugger all here, mate. He hears something and it's a stampede of pigs and the Razorback is the king. And he's like, oh my God. So he runs away. Mm. He climbs a windmill. And he does a bit of a Hunger Games where he ties himself to the windmill so that he doesn't fall off uh, so he can sleep up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually probably his smartest yeah. uh, survival technique. 
Now, what happens when he wakes up um, and there's all the regular pigs are trying to push him into the lake? Yeah. <laughs> trying to push the windmill over. Well, they're trying to push the windmill over so they can eat him, mate. They were obviously acting pigs, so they looked very uh, happy. Uh, I didn't sense any uh, malice in those pigs' faces at all. I was like, these are some cute pigs that want to play. <laughs> Razorbacks are fucking killers, mate. <laughs> See, just look at you and gut you. Skin yeah. you and eat every single bone and fecal matter in your body. They're, they're things from hell. <laughs> these these adorable piglets will snap your neck as soon as look at you. That's why they try to break down the windmill. They want to snap his neck, break his spine apart, and feast on his innards. I, I, I think they I think they just want a friend. <laughs> They just want a friend. They're pretty cute pigs. They're pretty cute pigs. But they can't swim as well, because he lands in the lake, and the pigs are like, not going in the water. And he's like, pigs don't like to swim, which is not true. But they're also a bit of a dick. They're like uh, little uh, devilish pigs, because they come in and uh, they come in and knock over the windmill. So they're, yeah. they're like cheeky little jester pigs, you know? So anyway, uh, he gets out of the lake, and then he goes for a walkabout. He, he kind of daydreams some stuff. Uh, oh my goodness! This this scene is like crazy. He's walking around, but his his clothes are getting more shredded and dire. But also the scenery's a bit off. You know, they use yeah. like a filter or whatever. He's walking on like white sand at some point, and then like the sky's green. But there's a giant crack in the salt lake at one point. And Sandra, did you notice the giant crack in the salt lake? Of course I did. And how uh, how this may have been CGI just a little bit? It looked okay, I guess. It looked awful. It looked better than, like, the sparks flying everywhere at the end of the movie. I guess that's true, but um, it's just a special effect. And uh, I guess because it's a dream sequence, all the bad effects in this can be forgiven. Exactly. It- and, like, the crack disappears. I don't know where it goes later on, so... The bit that got me in the dream sequence was when he hears something coming up from under the ground. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, some neigh, and it's, like, horse noises, and then just a horse skeleton bursts out, and it's like, Boo, I'm a horse skeleton! And he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that was that was very weird. <laughs> that was very cool. I liked that. So, anyway, he wakes up in real life, goes for a walk, and um, comes across a naked lady, and he's like, Oh, my goodness, my wife just died. That's what he says. Because he, he comes across, um, goddamn, uh... Sarah, her name is. Then uh, then he faints. Yeah, he faints. He says, oh, I'm, my wife died. And then he faints. And then he wakes up in her house, and we get this mm. amazing scene where he's like, you saved me, and he reaches out, and then she turns <laughs> around, and she's got, like, this pig face, and it's this jump scare. <laughs> it's great. I was not expecting a jump scare in this movie. <laughs> This one, this one got me out of my seat. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so unexpected that it's stupid. It was like for five seconds of the film, they had to make that pig face. Yeah. That person. So, yes, clearly they wasted a bit of money on that. They, yeah, I think they did. Uh, but good on them. It makes the film better. Good on them. It was very funny. I was not expecting it. Jake is like, oh, the Razorback killed your wife. How sad is that? You want to help me kill it? And Carl's like... Uh, no, I'm going to stay here with Sarah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go kill the pig by myself then. Cheek, cheek. Meanwhile, we cut to this random dude in his trailer house, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the most random nonsense 
It never comes back. I was like, when does this come back? Because it was great. I love these scenes, but I wish he had showed up at one point to meet our characters and like, yeah. this fucking thing take, took half my fucking house. So what happens is he's in his he's in his house. He's watching TV, by the way. He's watching this late mm. night Australian talk host uh, talk show host from the eighties called Don Lane, and he's just watching it. He's uh, he's having a nice time, right? Yeah. But then he hears some noises from outside, mm. something strange, and then then a loud banging noise, and he comes out and he sees that his shed outside there's a giant hole in it. Something slammed into it. And it's uh, his freezer shed where he keeps mm. all his dead kangaroos, question mark, question mark, question mark. But uh, it's been gutted by, there's a big hole in it and all his, his meat's been taken and he's like, oh, fucking oh, thing. So he takes the last remnants of his meat, he puts it in a pile and he, he puts a big net over it. Yeah. He ties the net to his, to his car and then he ties the net to half his house. And he's like, oh, once this boar comes in, I'm going to trap it with the net and we're going to glock it. Whereas in reality, <laughs> the boar just, just just takes it all and pulls his house apart. <laughs> yes. So later on, we see the second half of the scene, which we'll, we'll just do now, which is literally the boar just comes in, grabs the meat, it gets netted, it pulls the tow bar off the car, and then the rest of the chain, which is tied to the house, takes a, like a quarter off the house yep. which includes the TV and the talk show host which goes riding <laughs> off into the distance as the guy's just sitting there like what the what fuck is going on? I'm too fucking drunk for this shit it's a completely unimportant scene but I love it because it comes back like as you mentioned it's split into two halves and it's just it's, mm. it's great it's really funny i liked it mean meanwhile uh what's her face one of the characters is like hey hey jake take this satellite gun you can tag the boar and then uh and then once you've tagged the boar we can track it and he's like oh i don't want to take the tracking gun i'm gonna shoot it dead and she's like take it anyway you big bitch and he's like oh well if you say it like that this is a direct quote from the movie and um, so then uh, he goes searching around, goes to the local watering hole. Oh yeah, he's he's got his dogs with him as well, as well. Yeah, he's got his dogs because because you need dogs for hunting ball. That's a yeah. thing in real life. It's that's true. That's how it's done. So yeah. And the dogs are going off, and he's like, "What's that in the distance? It's a giant pig. It's the Razorback." <laughs> I love the scenes where they have it in shot, where it's just half of it's not in shot for some reason. Yeah, the, the bottom half of it is never in shot because the bottom half of it is just wheels or it's on some remote control device. Yeah. Like, they don't show it. <laughs> Absolutely. But he's like, oh my god, there it is. Quick, get the guns, get the dogs, go get the dogs. Oh, but the bullets aren't piercing, it's thick hide. So anyway, he hits it with the tracking dart and is like, oh, I can't bloody kill it, I bloody, I bloody track it. Yeah, yeah I was bloody, shooting it, it's bullet me, resistance. Bloody, bullets were bouncing right off. Oh, Sandra bloody, said that, fuck, that's fuck a fact. Me. So i got to dart it. Oh, and he also finds the remains of the news reporter. Um, she's in a swamp thing where they dump all the bodies. So this is a weird scene that I didn't particularly like because Sarah then calls up, I think it's Dico's brother or like someone at the bar and is like, hey, just so you know, Jake now knows what happened to that dead 
uh, news reporter. The barman guy, because he's a cool guy. The barman guy's a cool guy. He's not the Dicko brother's brother or anything. He's just the barman. Mm. He was really nice and lent his car earlier. He's a great guy. I'm he not sure good. what happened to his car. We never get back to it. Because the other guy kind of abandons it at the pet park. He does. So hopefully it gets back to him. I don't think it does. Because he was a solid bloke. But the Dicko brothers, being dickos, uh, listen in on the call and they find out, oh my god. Because the, the barman's like, oh yeah? So you're saying that uh, Jake knows what happened to the wife? <laughs> it's classic like movie telephone conversation where you repeat everything the other person says so everyone in the room can hear it. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Jake doesn't know that they tried to rape her. No. But he knows that she got eaten by the boar, so... But they think that he knows that they were involved. Yeah. And they're like, we got to go kill... Yeah. Also, she was pregnant. Yep. They bring the... She... Uh, <laughs> the main guy brings this up. We just find out about this now, and I was like, what? Yeah. Anyway. It's true. There's a random quote here. I don't remember the context, but it's just one fart and you're a hamburger. I don't know what that means, <laughs> where that comes into know, it. I don't know. That was probably during what they were saying. Probably. <laughs> that's... Oh, no. That's that's when they get... Uh, so Jake's having a sleep because it's night time and they uh, creep up on him. Yeah. They pull right. out their guns. And they point the guns at him, wake him up, and he's and he's like, one fart and you're a hamburger. One fart and you're a That's right. Yes, because if he moves, they'll kill him. That was a right. great quote. That oh was a good God. quote. So then they uh, they knock him out, and um, yep. and there's the two Dicko brothers. The one that's actually called Dicko, he's a bit crazier than the other one. And the one that's actually called Dicko is like, I'm going to kill Jake. But the other brother's like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want anything yep. to do with this. Because Dicko's a fucking Dicko. But then Dicko just, like, badly cuts his leg. He badly cuts Jake's leg. Is it a machete or an axe that he uses? I don't know. Either I way. I don't know. We don't, I don't think we see it. Yeah. They bust his legs and then they leave. But yeah, uh, and then Jake wakes up and is like, my bloody legs! No! Yeah, which was goddamn horrifying. It was a bit. So honest. he sends his dog off to get help, but the Dicko brothers run over the dog. Yeah. It's just sad. So what he does is he uh, he crawls. He crawls around. He crawls through uh, the <laughs> swamp where the boar does all his poops. And I'm like, your legs are cut that badly. Don't go crawling through a swamp. You're going to get some sort of disease from that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was... Uh... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the least of his worries, Sandro. I think it might be. I'm just thinking of his health. I'm like, look, uh-huh. look. if I didn't know, and at this moment I didn't, I was like, he's going to survive this movie. He's going to be the hero. He's probably going to be the only one left alive at the end of the movie because his wife uh-huh. and son and also grandson were killed by this boy. He's going to live. Uh, so I was I was thinking of his health post-movie. I was like, after mm-hmm. the movie, I wanted them, I want to make sure he's all right. I want to make sure his legs mend. So anyway, he's crawling through the swamp. He's getting his 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 legs all diseased. He finds a trailer. He goes into the, to, to the trailer. He's hanging in the trailer. Bam, bam. Then the Razorback is like, bam, "I want to bloody bam. get in the trailer." And he's like, "Oh no, the Razorback wants to bloody get in the trailer with me for bloody ten minutes and bloody trailer having a bloody Razorback get out of here." The Razorback's like, "Nah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> and then the Razorback kills him. And the Razorback busts in and kills him. And I was like, once again, another death that I was just not expecting. No. I thought he was going to be the one to kill the Razorback, but he never got his revenge. No. In the end, he just got it. Oh, and then you got Sarah and Carl finding the body. And Carl's like, oh, 
Oh, it's bloody Dicko Boys has got something to do with this. And she's like, well, I'm going to get the rest of the guys and we're going to go shoot this boar. Because the boar has a tracker in it, which is important. The boar yep. has a tracker in it. Uh, it's only important for this one scene because the rest of the movie forgets. <laughs> it doesn't matter that the boar has a tracker in it. And we probably just don't need to mention joke. that about a storyline. <laughs> it's so dumb because, all right, I will quickly go through it. Yep. She gets all the local bar guys to get their guns out, which is great. I thought this was good. Mm. And then they follow the tracking device, but they follow the wrong tracking device. And it's for the little pig. Pig. Yep. Little pig that we saw tagged earlier, and they're all like, ha, well, this is the ball. We're going to all leave and forget about this and not avenge this guy who just died. But whatever. Exactly. Anyway, I like I like on the ball hunt that the one guy, he can't get in a car. Everybody's driving off, so instead he hops on the back of a camel. <laughs> and he's like, follow those cars. Carl's on a revenge rampage. He finds the Dicko brother that's not called Dicko and he hangs him in a well and is like, tell me where your brother is. He doesn't find him. He fucking crashes through the front door with his car. <laughs> he does. And Dicko, the Dicko brother's like, hey, yo, you, you know there's brakes on that thing, right? <laughs> and then he's like, what happened to my wife? And he's like, oh, shit, I've got to run. <laughs> he's hiding on the crane and he's like... What happened to my wife? Tell me everything. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? And he's like, oh, I don't know. We 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 tried to rape her, but then we failed because the big boar came and ate her. And then uh, we fucked up uh, yep. Jake. Uh, so the boar ate him. And uh, now I'm going to die in this well. Yep. How's that sound? And he's like, cool. I'm just going to leave you to die in the well. Thanks for telling me. I'm going to go uh, to the factory, find your brother. And he's like, oh, wait, can you come back? And then he doesn't. No. I guess he dies. I hope he dies. Uh, I know he goes down to the bottom of the well. I know that the other guy dies, and to be fair, the other guy was way worse. Dicko. Yeah, Dicko way, way worse. worse. But the, the the other guy, I mean, someone could have pulled him up, but I don't know. I think, well, he's, he's like a, I, he's like a sheep. Yeah, He's like exactly. a sheeple. He follows the wolf around, you know, he just yeah. does what he's told. Uh, he has an eye patch, glasses mm. thing, and I think he deserves to live because of it. Shh. Uh, because Mad Max eye patch glasses are are great and should be encouraged on everyone. Dicko brother, who is called Dicko, is at Pet Pack, which is where uh, Carl's heading now. And also, you know, you know, you know what else is heading there? Mm. The Razorback. Oh yeah, 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 because they haven't put out the lights and other things to keep the balls away. We get Chekhov's uh, razor blades. Where Dicko and Carl are fighting and Dicko almost pushes uh, Carl through these very dangerous blades that are there to churn up all the meat, churn up all the kangaroo corpses into meat. Yep. But he narrowly escapes it. But it's important to know that those blades are there for the end of the movie. It's very important. Yeah, so uh, he, uh, Dicko makes a break for it, you know. He jumps out, he makes a run for it, uh, but then the boar shows up. And Dicko's like, oh, no, don't eat me. Oh, wait, you missed one scene, and it's a very funny scene, because he's in a car, he's chasing Dicko down in, in, in a car with the headlights on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dicko gets cornered, turns around, he's in the headlights, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm a kangaroo. It's <laughs> great. great. Oh, my God, yes. And then even Carl starts laughing. <laughs> They're having a good old laugh. Oh, good to see you got a sense of humour, mate. Gonna let me live? He's like, nah. And then he cocks the gun and he's like, well, let's shoot me then. 
Shoot me! Just a weird scene, but I loved it. <laughs> it was amazing. Because if you don't know, when you're driving with your headlights on, kangaroos will stop in the middle of the car and stare into your headlights. And then you bang into them. Yeah. I've hit many a kangaroo with my fist, but also while driving in a car. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes your dog's being harassed by a kangaroo. you got to go up to it and give it the old one-two. Wasn't there a kangaroo boxing match in, like, your street once? Oh, right, yeah, because, can- sorry, do you mean, like, when two kangaroos go at each other? Or when a man bunches a kangaroo. I'm pretty sure, I don't remember when a guy comes up to a kangaroo, but I do remember that two uh, male kangaroos were having a go at each other across uh, the road yep. from where I lived once. Yeah. Because because they, they fight over females and stuff, mm. and they literally, like, box each other and whack each other with their legs. Yeah. And they're, like, buff. Yeah. You know what? This movie could have been really cool if it was a kangaroo fighting against humans because kangaroos are extinct. If the kangaroo was the one killing people. I'm just saying. Mm. Sequel, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, but, but anyway, the boar has showed up, kills Dicko. Yep. It's good on it. Uh, they, they run into a sort of canyon area or like a hole and uh, Dicko just gets at. Uh, which is good. Finally, someone gets some kebabins. So, yeah. thank God. Uh, then uh, then Razorback goes after Carl. Great scene where Carl's locked himself in the factory and he's like, oh, mm. I'm safe in the factory. And then crashing through the window above him is this <laughs> giant boar. <laughs> yes. We see more of the boar now and it's good. I like the face of the boar, which is mostly what we see. Oh, and his plan. His plan of escape is to climb a ladder and then be like, ha ha, boar, you can't climb a ladder. Get wrecked. You fucking numb. So the boar's like, oh, fuck you, mate. And it knocks down a pillar and it rips out half the <laughs> scaffolding underneath Carl. And he's like, oh, shit, mate. I'm about to get fucking ate, mate. This film is great. I just want to yeah, say that now. It's this fantastic. Film's... It's very entertaining. Um, but then the worst thing shows up. So he, Carl's managed to survive so far, but uh, what's her face? Rachel? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah shows up and is like, oh, hey, is anything going on in here? I can't hear a ball ripping through a factory at the moment. So let me just fucking walk in here. She suddenly turns into the dumbest person in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just noted that she couldn't hear the boar for some reason. Which is weird. And then Carl's like, hey, yo, no, look out, there's a boar. So what happens is she comes in and the boar turns around and is like, oh. And then he comes out and is like, oh, don't kill her, look at me. And he sorts of kites the boar around the car. Yep. And then and then the boar, like, uh, dashes at him. And so mm. what he does is he goes and hides in a corner. He's got a pipe as well. He's, like, torn off. He's torn off this pipe. And uh, and what he does is, as the boar charges at him, quite slowly actually, but charges at him in this corner, he just sticks the pipe in the boar's neck. Yeah, 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 which was very cool. I like that. And he mm. just manages to escape being, like, gore, bo- uh, gored by gored the boar. Gored by the boar, yeah. I, I, I nearly died and <laughs> tried to say, gore, boar, boar, god, gore. Board before the girl. Girl, I'm Swedish chef. Girl, in the bird. Girl, in the bird. So the girl in the bird doesn't happen. But he hopped on the convertible boat. And then that on the convertible boat. I can't tell if this is worse than the Australian accent at the start or if this is funnier. The bird and the girl. And then the girl in the convertible boat. But the bird is going to come in the boat. And the booty go, girl, and the booty go, oh no, oh no, and at the end of the goo, <laughs> the bird is a girl. 
Yes, so he hops on a conveyor belt. Uh, and at the end of the conveyor belt is those fans that he nearly died, like razor blades that he nearly yeah. died to before. And he baits the boar into the razor blades, killing the boar. Finally, once and for all, it takes a while. It grinds through yeah. it, and I'm like, "Damn!" And also, it sends the factory into like overdrive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, the factory has to go into overdrive just to deal with it. Mm. In the end, he manages to stop the factory from exploding for some reason, and he he manages to save the girl, and that's that's the end of the film. Yeah, it ends in a freeze frame of them embracing as the credits roll, and I think that's when like a nice like soft song starts to play, and you're like, oh, it's all it's all it's all over, it's all over. I'm really glad that the movie didn't end with like a classic '80s horror fake out, where it's like, and actually the ball's alive. End of the movie. <laughs> like pretty much every horror ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like this one, it would have been pretty hard for them to go, oh, yeah, the boar's alive after being grinded up by razor yeah. blades. Or may- maybe it-, it could have been it could have been like, oh, there's two of them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's also good. That would have been good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and that right there is the movie Razorback that we watched so that we could talk to you about it. And boy, was it a bloody Australian movie all right. This was... Uh, I, I loved this movie. Look, technically, the movie might not be fantastic, but yeah. I kind of loved it. It's kind of yeah. great. <laughs> this is this is how I usually go on movies that are bad, but I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm like, the movie might not be the best, but I really enjoyed it. This, mm. is, this is my thoughts on Jurassic World. Sure. But Jurassic World may have been the funniest movie I've ever seen. Uh, it was everything I wanted. So, like, this is the same thing. This is everything I wanted from this movie. I yep. wanted no more, no less. Yep. It gave me exactly what I wanted, and even more so with the twists mm. of just people dying, yeah. which I didn't expect. Yeah, so, I'm definitely giving it a goodie. Oh. I definitely watch this one again. This is 100% a goodie that I will recommend to so many people. And I'm going to give it the Dead Granddad Award. <laughs> um, because Jake dies. I don't know if it's that good, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the Granddad. Yeah, you see, if it was the a great movie, it would be the Dead Dad Award. Yeah. A Dead Granddad Award mm. is not as good as a Dead Dad Award because it's once removed sort of thing, exactly. you know? It's one generation too late. Yeah. Doesn't hit as hard. This movie is just so much fun, and if you haven't seen it, and you're Australian, watch it. If you haven't seen it and you're not Australian, but you love Mad Max, you are gonna love this. Yes, absolutely. Definitely check this out. Uh, it's very fun. It is two goodies from us. Before we pitch a sequel, oh, a little fun fact. Just a small fun fact. Mm. Uh, we mentioned it before, the dream sequences and the visuals in the dream sequences. Mm. One American director was a big fan of those dream sequences and actually called up the director of this film to be like, hey, how'd you, how did you get those effects to look so good? Really? Matt director huh. is little-known dude Steven Spielberg. <laughs> ah, right. Well, there you go. Steven Spielberg... Big fan of this movie. It's probably why his current films suck. He's trying to make this movie. Yeah, he's still... <laughs> like Steve Spielberg, stop trying to make Razorback. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's over. You've already made it. Move on. Anyway, pitch and sequels. I have got a very long pitch that I wrote down a couple days before when I watched this uh, that I will go through. But first, what is your sequel? So, we're in Australia. It's well known that the Razorbacks have now taken over. This new species of Razorback It's more intelligent larger can flip cars bash through buildings eat people's babies that's Mm. just what it does and so the australian government 
hires mercenary gangs from across the world to come in and shoot up all these Razorbacks, but it's the most dangerous job in the world. So they get paid by a head. And not only are these heads super valuable, but also other mercenaries are coming in to just kill the mercenaries. Oh, no. Mercenary mercenaries. Yeah, they're mercenary mercenaries that are hunting mercenaries that are hunting Razorbacks to steal the Razorback heads so they can claim it. Oh, that's truth. Those mercenaries are getting murdered by things, so it's all a big clusterfuck of mercenary things. And we follow our main hero. His name is Jake Danger Danger. And mm. he he he's a Razorback expert, and he mm. he shoots stuff. His his great great granddad uh, was was uh, expert Razorback hunter. Yep. And now he is the the leading. He leads the scoreboards at the local bar, mm. the Dead Boar, mm. and uh, he's trying to keep up his his prestige of being the greatest. Boar hunter the world, but there's one boar that he's never been able to kill. Okay. The white boar. Ooh, the white boar. An albino boar that's <laughs> murdered half his gang. <laughs> Alright, sure. Now, not only does he have to fight regular Razorbacks, the deadliest thing in the world, mm. mercenary gangs looking to steal his stuff. And mercenary mercenaries as well. And mercenary mercenaries. Yeah. That's 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 the one I just that mentioned. That is the, the one that you just mentioned. I just want to point out, they're mercenary mercenaries. Yeah, we got mercenary mercenaries yeah. that are hunting mercenaries to try and steal their stuff so you can sell. Exactly. Australia is just a wasteland at this point. Oh, is it? Okay. It's Razorback on Razorback action. It's just it's just horrible. It sounds, sounds, sounds terrible. <laughs> they're, they're mutilating each other. You know, it's just a wasteland. And so they're clearing a path for society, protecting... The stronghold of humanity mm. that is, uh, I'm going to say Melbourne, oh. um, because I live here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm biased. But he has to hunt this one boar that, uh, that in the end, uh, he has a uh, an epic battle on a cliff. Mm-hmm. And the way he wins is by both taking them off the cliff. Great. Great ending. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> and we never see their bodies, so they could be alive for the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a sequel's never made because it's awful. You know, <laughs> it sucks. So what's your what's your thing? Uh, so the Razorback is back. The Razorback lives um, because the Razorback made a deal with the Goat Devil. The what? The Goat Devil. The Goat Devil of the Outback. What? <laughs> the what was this established? Oh, it's a flashback in the in the second one. Um, okay. Where cool. it's revealed that the Razorback uh, through Planet of the Apes. Uh, technology, you know, like mm-hmm. the the Planet of the Apes style of like they're talking, but they got subtitles and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Through that technology, but it's the eighties, so it looks awful. To reveal that the pig, um, the Razorback, and the Goat Devil made a deal, so the Razorback can keep coming back to life. The ra- the Razorback is immortal as long as the Razorback kills people for the Goat Devil. Okay. Um, and that's just useless exposition to have the Razorback back. And the Razorback's back killing people. So, the second movie, uh, there's a bunch of uh, teenage British tourists that go out to the Outback. 
Oh no. And uh, they all just get murdered by the pig, and then it ends with them running away from, like, one of them survives, and it's like, don't never go out there. Um, and then in the third one, actually, in the third one, Carl's back, because they make, like, multiple sequels. In the third one, yep. uh, Carl's back. Carl is back, and he's got to, like, hunt down the, the Razorback again, um, except he dies. He actually dies. Mm. In in it, um, but he's got like an, a new protege that, that then takes on his mantle, that takes on his mantle, uh, and then in the uh, in the fourth one, it's actually called Razorback, the final pig, and in that one, uh, they supposedly kill Razorback once and for all, um, but but uh, you know, as we know from the fifth one, which is called uh, Razorback Five, the the pig's back, baby, uh, the pig's still alive. Um, but in that fifth one, the pig's not only alive, it's actually going to New York. So now the pig's in New York and the pig's killing people in New York. Uh, and then, and then it goes to space. We've got Razorback X, which is the pig in space. And then then the pig goes to hell for one of them as well, which is Razorback goes to hell. There's also a comedy one. This sounds awfully familiar. I'm just going to play. I hate (laughs) to interrupt here, but some of this is sounding awfully familiar and, uh, I just yeah. want I just want one thing in here. All right, what? I know What's you that? you might be basing this off other film franchises that have once come out before, but I have an idea. I get thought of another thing. What if the Razorback has children? Yeah, well, that was the one after the Razorback goes to hell. The Razorback comes oh, back and has kids, except it's actually a sweet coming-of-age story about one of the Razorback kids oh, who no. is like, I've got a sudden urge to kill people, Daddy, and the Razorback's like, well, let's take you out hunting then, and then they go out and kill people. <laughs> In Africa this time, because <laughs> what? The, the what? It's international. Next segment. <laughs> it's time for the most Australian segment in the fucking world. Okay. <laughs> it's bloody raving reviews, mate. <laughs> All right. Oh, street. So what happens here is uh, we get uh, movie reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. The audience scores, not the critic scores, and we're going to quickly go through them. I'm going to say the things. Sandro's going to rate them. I'm going to tell him he's wrong because those aren't the ratings that they actually rated them. Are you ready? Easy. Ash. Ash says, killer pigs, what can I say? You can say killer pigs. That's that's what they did. They wrote that. Uh, killer pigs, what can I say? That gets a four out of five. Ooh, it's a 3.5. Oh, it was right. so close there. So close, so close. All right, all right. All right, um... I think you'll you'll uh, get Jude's vibes when Jude says, "Why on earth is this kind of crap being called movies?" <laughs> well, it's not called a film, so it's called a movie. That's that's the rule. This isn't a yep. film. This is a movie, which means you know it's of lower quality uh, in cinema. Yep. Um, that gets a, a, a 1.5 out of 5. It was a 0.5. Oh, it's the lowest. Right. <laughs> yes, Billy <laughs> says. Eh, seen it when I was like five, and it scarred me. That's very young. <laughs> yes. You would be terrified of all pigs after watching this when you were five. <laughs> they were understandably scarred. Ooh. What do you think, Billy, who's been scarred for life now? I almost want to say five out of five. Yeah, that would go on for the five vibe. Yeah. It's one out of five. Oh, it's they, the, they, it's they're scarred for life. I mean, like, good lord. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Mikey mm. says a ridiculous rom through the outback with a killer boar holding a grudge. Ooh. Perfect for a late night laugh. It's true. 
Did you watch this late at night? I did. Yes, I did as well. And I was like, oh, man, these <laughs> Razorbacks, so to speak. Um, I really want this film to get a four, so I'm going to give it a four. It's a two out of five. Oh, two out it. of five? Didn't, didn't you hear the negative connotations? It's perfect for a late night laugh. I did not hear the negative connotations no, in that no, at all. No, because I didn't. <laughs> Peter says, my mum has asked me to watch this film Why? times. <laughs> Why would your mum want you to uh, go on? <laughs> Let me finish the statement. I'm up. just already amazed by this review. <laughs> My mum has asked me to watch this film several times before, but it was not until now that I decided to watch it. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. All I can say is, wow, this is a true classic. (laughs) Watch it. Watch it now. That's five out of five. That's going to be five out of five. It's absolutely five out of five, but uh, good on us. Good on good Peter's mum. Good on Peter's mum. This is like the most non-mum movie that I could imagine. So I just love the idea of like an Australian mum being like, yeah, son, sit down and watch Razorback with me. I know you're five years old, but it's time that you watch this movie. I love that. Good on you, Peter mum. You are the hero of today's episode. Yep. David says, made better by them two nutty mates. I disagree. I hated them. Uh... I liked him. I was a fan. Uh, 3.5. Ooh, it's a 3 out of 5. Ah, You were so close. So close. So close. And finally, Andy says, far from a bore. (laughs) You sly dog, Andy. In in brackets, get it? (laughs) You sly son of a gun, Andy. (laughs) God damn it, Andy. Damn it, Andy. He's trying to sneak a little pun in there. Pun in Andy. Because it's far from a bore. But he didn't write bore as in boring. He wrote bore as in bore. Oh, and good then in brackets, you. he wrote get it. Just to rub in the point. I would that he give made that a review joke. a four. But it would get five if the get it wasn't there. The get it ruins it a little bit. No, it's a 3.5. Oh, oh, you were so close. That's great. You just needed to go five down. Well, and that's it. That's it. That's Razorback. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, what a f- bloody Australian episode. We should do more Australian more. movies uh, because Absolutely. they're fun. Absolutely. It was a grand time. I enjoyed this a lot. If you like the show, we've got Facebooks, we've got emails, we've got Instagrams. We're on all the podcast platforms aside from SoundCloud, which isn't a podcast platform, so stop asking us to be on it. Zach, uh, we're also on YouTube. Leave us a comment if you want, uh, except it's got to be salty. You can't leave us a normal comment. It's got to be mean. You're going to be like, oh, I, I, I hate Razorbacks, and this is about Razorbacks, and I hate Razorbacks, Razorbacks. Yeah, exactly. That exact quote. Links to everything in the, the description. Also, i got another podcast called Nerd Out in the description. You listen if you want. Do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Next week, yep. we're doing another movie. It's probably not an Australian one. We'll see how it goes. Sandra, mm. do you like to hear your options? Yeah. No. Yes. Actually, yes. Let's do it. All right. We have A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Cool. Good movie. <laughs> Which that no one's ever heard of. Uh, we have No Small Affair. A 16-year-old photographer takes a picture of a woman and immediately falls in love with her. Oh. Tim, Tim Robbins from Shawshank. Uh, this is his film debut. Oh, I like him. Terrible film concept. Pass. Yes. You started off, just by the way, you started off with Nightmare on Elm Street, and now I'm like, everything else, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, 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 I probably should have saved that one for last. Oh, well. Anyway, keep going. We have, oh god, you devil. Wait, what? I don't know. 
I just decided to read that like that. Uh, the third in an Oh God film series. <laughs> a magician casually says he'll be willing to sell his soul for success. Lucky for him, he can. That sounds kind of amazing. That does sound amazing. We have um, Samson and Sally. Oh. A Danish animated movie Ooh. about two whales who go on an ocean-wide adventure to find Moby Dick. Um, sounds interesting. Sounds fun. That, yeah, sounds, that sounds interesting. Uh, and then we have the last one, which is Silent Night. Deadly Night. <laughs> A man goes on a killing spree dressed up as Santa. Oh, shit. I've heard of that movie before and I really want to watch it. <laughs> I've heard uh, of that movie uh, before and I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. <laughs> all right, Sandro. So we got uh, we got a few rough ones. So we got, like, The Nightmare on Elm Street or Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, shit. Okay, so pick behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got a guest next episode. And she was like, I've never seen Elm Street before. Can I come on and talk about Elm Street? And I was like, okay, well, yeah, Elm Street's coming up. But I didn't actually look at the options. And now I really want to do Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm. Which is also a slasher. We could do it. Mm. What a conundrum I found myself in here. Mm. Oh, I, really, I, I, I really want to do Silent Night, Deadly Night. But how about I say to her, hey, watch Elm Street as well. We can just talk about it <laughs> for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> sure. Because I really... I, uh, yeah, it can, it can be like a slasher special two weeks after Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah? Doesn't sound too bad. Because you, you, you've seen Elm Street before, right? Yes, absolutely. So, wait, so you're saying do do uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, then just talk about Elm Street? I think, like, we could kind of do to Elm Street what we did for Splash and then focus on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Because, I mean, that sounds amazing, that movie. <laughs> That sounds really it funny. It does sound pretty amazing. And it's also not necessarily a Halloween movie. It's also a Christmas movie. And, you know, Christmas is coming early every bloody year. So, uh, yeah, we can do Christmas in November. Oh, yeah? Next week, those two movies, Why I guess. Why did this movie come out this week, of all things? This is so early for a Christmassy theme. Like, it's obviously not a Christmas movie, but it's got Christmas themes in it. Surely you put this out in December yeah. at some point. I guess it is Halloween. Yeah, but, like, Halloween was two weeks ago. Why did Nightmare on Elm Street come out two weeks after Halloween <laughs> as well? Yeah, well, at least it's in Halloween times. Anyway, what's your favourite quote? Oh, mine's has to be. It has to be. Oh, I love shooting the shit out of a Razorback. Something about shooting in a raised bag just brightens my whole day. And my favourite quote is, I go to boo in the goo to goo, and the boo to goo, the boo in the goo, the boo in the goo to goo, and the boo in the foo, and the boo... And then it goes, boo, 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 And the boo goes, It's the Muppets. The Muppets was definitely the best part of this movie. Very surprising that they were in this. They're not even Australian. I'm like, get the Muppets yeah. out of my Australian movie. Yeah. Nah, keep the Muppets in there. They're pretty good. Oh, an Australian Muppet, though. It's just Gonzo. is going, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.